They told me for years there was no money in podcasting. Well, they were all wrong. This is an ambiguous podcast solutions original podcast. A podcast years in the making. Centered around You're listening to Talking with Tarasha. With your host and founder of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, Will Tarashuk. Join Will and his guests as they talk about anything and everything under the sun. I say this all the time. Now, without further ado, let's do this. Yes, I know I have gray hair. And welcome everyone back to the Talking with Tarashuk podcast. I am so excited to be talking to an actual person again, not just myself in an actual studio because the uh, How to Start a Podcast series is done. Done, son. I hope you enjoyed learning how to start a podcast. And today I am talking to an entrepreneur with a crazy life story who messaged me on LinkedIn saying he's interested in starting a podcast, a man by the name of Austin Reigns. Austin, welcome to the podcast, man. It's great to meet you. It's great to meet you, Will. How's it going? Thanks for the introduction. Absolutely. Uh, you are a fascinating man, my friends, and you are proof that if you actually talk to me on LinkedIn and make me go, ooh, that's interesting, you will be on the show. <laughs> so congratulations on proving me to be a man of my word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I, it's a pleasure to be on the show, really. I, uh, I just kind of pulling a feather out of my ass, really, when I, when I hollered at you. But I do definitely want to start a podcast. That's that's kind of the avenue I'm on here. Yeah, so we're going to get into that, your life story, you know, who you are and what you want to talk about. Um, you can do a Q&A if you want to ask me anything about podcasting. You know, my eight-year anniversary is in a few weeks. So I am a wealth of knowledge. You know, I wrote down some bullet point. Thank you. I wrote down some bullet point notes on you. But other than that, we're just going to let it ride. So let's start off saying, you know, who are you? You got a great accent. I'm very jealous. I know Thank you're yourself. You. So just introduce yourself to the people and, you know. Who is Austin Rains? So my name's Austin Rains. Uh, I'm from the Midwest. I uh, I like to hunt and fish. I'm an avid outdoorsman. Uh, like to play a little blackjack. We just had spoke with about that. Uh, big baseball player. Used to. I like. I love baseball. Love all sports. Basketball, football. Um, but my bugaboo's business, business, and uh, being outside, just being in the outdoors, uh, whether it's in the industry or whether it's just in the field. All right. So entrepreneur, um, what do you hunt? So I'm a, but I'm avid bow hunter. I really, yeah, I like to say I like to catch them all, but uh, big bow hunter, big duck hunter. I uh, really, I hunt everything. I live out on uh, 700 acres. So, I mean, with that, you know, you, you've always got a gun in your hand. You've always, you know, you're always toting a shotgun pistol. What a, whatever so whether it's a bird a duck or a rabbit or coyote you know i've 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 shot shot them all harvested them all i should say now do you do you do you eat do you obviously do you eat now i see you guys look like a stuffed deer above you yeah but so you 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 yeah it is you you save all the meat you eat and like preserve the animal and make sure it doesn't go to waste yeah yeah so for sure we definitely don't let anything go to waste i mean living now out in the country, uh, I'm about 30 minutes from town, 30 minutes from my office at that. And, uh, so, you know, sometimes you, uh, you, you run out of food by accident, you know, like sometimes you've already made two trips into town and you don't want to go back into town and you don't have nothing to eat. Luckily, excuse me, being an outdoorsman, that kind of puts you in the position where, Hey, we've got the freezer downstairs. You know, you, you killed a deer, you know, last year or, 
a month ago, what have you. And it's, you know, it's lean, clean, you know, meat, protein, you know, it's, it's not, uh, you know, like this, uh, stuff you buy from the store that's jam packed with, you know, all the stuff that they, uh, give them. So like one thing always confused me about hunting is like the seasons, right? It's like, you know, it's, it's deer season when you can, yeah. hunt, when you can hunt deer. Who, how do they determine what is and isn't season in season? Is that a state by state thing or a, do you know how any of that works? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, don't quote me, but, uh, most of the states. So like, we'll start with uh deer, for example, uh, you know, they kind of, I don't know if there's really a rhyme or reason to it, but it starts in the fall with a lot of states around September, you know, the colder states, it starts earlier in September and, you know, then it kind of tears down throughout the uh, South as uh, things gets cold. But, uh, you know, there's really no rhyme or reason to the deer seasons as into the season dates, but uh, with duck season, you know, you kind of look at the migration, the migration starts, you know, all the way in Canada, you know, the, the, that's where the birds, they do their nesting and all that. And they come down the Mississippi flyway or whichever flyway they take. And if, for mine, you know, for me, it's the Mississippi flyway. And you'll, anybody along the Mississippi River, uh, it's going to be that flyway. So, uh, yeah, so they, they base it from from there. They start it, uh, you know, Minnesota down, you know, they kind of just tear it down uh, starting from October. You know, like for us, we start around Thanksgiving, you know, from me south all the way into Arkansas, you know. Louisiana, they all start, you know, around Thanksgiving. So when it comes to hunting, I remember a podcast last year um, for the Ambiguous Podcast Ocean. I talked to a man named Jason. His last name's escaping, but he's a conservationist based in Pennsylvania. And he's a big hunter. You know, he's a big gun nut, obviously, because he's like, you know, hunting is halfway halfway for preserving wildlife as well as killing. It kind of sounds kind of intuitive to preserve through killing, but, you know, you have, yeah. you have these different states where invasive species where you have to kill. Like, I think boar is a huge problem in Texas yeah. or cougars yeah. are a big problem in California. So yeah. where do you think the the um, like negative connotation with hunters actually comes from when really it's done for a purpose, for multiple it's purposes? It's done for a hunters, purpose. Hunters are very misunderstood people. Like, I respect the hell out of hunters. I could never do it. Well, I appreciate that. It's a, It takes a lot. And it is very challenging. You know, it's kind of this like a, it's you're challenging yourself as a person, really, you know, cause yeah. from all the different weather, uh, you know, from snow, rain, you know, are you going to be able to stay out there all day or are you going to have to tuck your tail in and go back to the house because you're too cold, too wet, whatever. But um, the, the conservation side of hunting for me is the largest aspect. I mean, that's, that's, you know, you got, you got a full year, you know, and hunting season's only 60 days. So th- other than that, outside of that 60 days, what, like 290 or whatever, I'm not, I can't do quick math, like right? 365 days in a year, 60 days. So the other 305 days in a year. <laughs> yeah, 305. Come on, man. Come on, man. You want you want your own business. You can't do basic math. <laughs> no, I can. But, uh, so anyways, uh, it's all conservation focused. I mean, that's, did you hear me correct myself? Like, uh, I think the people, the bad rap people get is you're a killer, you know, like you're a killer, you know, and uh, you're here to kill kill this animal. You know, that's all they, they, they put the blinders on. That's all they see, you know, and that's what people, I guess, I guess today's day and age kind of 
portrays it that way. Yeah. But it's it's definitely not that. Um, it's definitely more conservation than anything, really. It's uh that's I really get off on the conservation side. I love planting food plots for deer. Uh, and you know, like we'll keep that crop up and just let it, the animals eat it, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, it's really fun. I could really talk about it, that whole subject and niche all day long. <laughs> I mean, you get, you get a real respect for nature and wildlife too, but, um, let's kind of go towards the business side. Now, hunters, can you make money hunting like other, other competitions? Like how, how do like professional hunters actually make a living? So sponsors, just, just okay, like, sponsors. Um, yeah, sense. yeah. So, yeah. uh, it's, it's just like broadcasting, you know, it's, uh, you're, you're doing it with the industry, you know, the outdoor industry working for other companies and market their, you know, equipment, you know, stuff to that nature. And I've, uh, I've had my fair share of sponsorships through the years, but, uh, you know, some people anymore with the hunting industry, you know, and this is just for people that love hunting uh, it's like a race who can be the best hunter, this and that. Don't, don't get wrapped up in all that trying to get sponsored. Cause it takes the fun out, you know, unless you want to do it for a living, unless you want to, you could open up a guide service and be a guide too, you know, and that, I, I do that often. Uh, I go down to a place, no ducks and I got, I got a place over here in Illinois, um, grassy lake hunting club. So, you know, there's, there's money in it. If you own property and that's the thing these days, these days is property is hard to find. Well, if you own property, you can guide, but uh, if you don't own property, you're going to have to be a public land hunter, and that's a huge misconception, and a lot of people kind of tend to forget about the the vast amounts of public property that America has to offer. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no, that's I, I really get off. It's uh, self-filming my hunts on public ground like this buck right here. I boated in. See if we can get a better little view of it. Let's see it. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful animal. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, like that that animal, I had watched it for uh, you know months, and uh, you know you you don't want to kill it. You know that's yeah. the hardest part is you know I sl- slung an arrow into it about ten yards, and uh, it didn't. You know it's not feeling. I'm sure it felt it, but uh, he did the old one two kick took off ran straight towards my boat but if you knew how much effort that i had in just, just that one buck uh i was boating into a swamp about two miles uh packing in my camera equipment you know and i got a little a little tripod that mounts to a tree and then uh yeah i got all my hunting gear and you know it's just me so that's uh that's that's the trick and then on you're on public ground on top of that so it's like the ultimate trophy is killing a buck at the, that caliber uh, on public ground, especially self-filming and boating in, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Do you think you to talk about hunting on your podcast? Yeah, yeah. So I'd like to uh, talk hunting. Yeah. So do you, have, do you have do you have like a specific genre in mind? You kind of want to be like mine, where it's just like, listen, I talk to anybody and everybody from all walks of life. Like, what are you thinking? I'm kind of thinking that. So like, uh, yeah. So hunting, but I'm I'm. I'm a great all around, just open people per- per- person, right. you know, like only fans, Tinder, whatever it is, you know, I want to interview you or I want, you know, on my show, whatever, let's talk on me on your show, stuff to that nature. But, uh, yeah, no, like I'm, I'm, I've been selling cards right now. I bought uh, two 80,000 
count collections of uh, lifetime collections of these folks uh cards and boy i've had three michael jordans i've got uh i've got a lot i've got about every all-star standout rookie card so if you're looking for one well well i know cards are interesting because i know there is there's a whole there's a whole economy just based off trading cards like um Actually, the, the second guest on this podcast, Andrew Davis, is a comic book investor. He's an alternative investor. Where he just, a lot of comic he, books. He too. sells comic books. He sells trading cards. He sells anime. He sells ball cards. Like He sells anything and everything having to do with Funko Pops. Like People love really? those kind of things to, just to sell. You know, I myself, um, crazy story. We were at Thanks uh, Christmas Eve dinner. Um, my aunt and uncle were talking about um, my mom's, like their their cousin, my uncle Louie, and how he he passed maybe five six years ago, but Sorry to hear he, that. he left. But thank you. But he left behind uh, part of his estate was his collection of Playboy magazines, you know. So I have, and they were like, my aunt and uncle, were like we're just too embarrassed to sell them. I go, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll try yeah, and sell yeah. Playboys. So yeah. when I say they have Playboy magazines, there are 200 Playboy magazines in my trunk and about 50 in my apartment just trying to sell them, trying to get rid of them. And God bless her. Like my cousin asked, like, how is your, how's your girlfriend going to feel about that? I'm like, well, let's find out. I text her. I go, hey, babe, how would you feel about, like, us selling Playboy magazines to, like, try and make a few bucks? And she's like, let's do it. I was like, there you go. We got, we got him. We got, oh, yeah. we able to win. It's like, yeah, like yeah. You know, I him, how about we make the money? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's so, pretty, yeah. Plot twist. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, it, it is, it is difficult. You know, Facebook marketplace won't let me sell them because it's, it's pornography. Um, yeah. But you know, you got, yeah. you got eBay and you got Craigslist and certain other things. It, it depends if they're rare or not. You know, I got stuff back, back to the sixties. Most of them probably oh, in the 90s, early 2000s. And most of them are probably worthless, but if they're hey, in good condition, surprised. people buy them. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That you'd be surprised, especially uh, like what do you got from this? I, I'm. We don't have to talk about them on there, but like, yeah, I'd like to see them 60s uh, Playboys. All right, that would be. I'll, if I'll put them on my trunk, send you some pictures because some of them are in really, really yeah. good condition. Um, yeah, they're not, they're not mint. I think mint condition technically means it's like it's in a case or it hasn't been opened. So right. none of them are mint condition, but they look right. they look brand new. Right, that's that's kind of like like with the cards, uh, like they're brand new. They've never nobody's yeah. ever seen cards, but like uh, I mean, so what, I don't know. I don't go that deep into it. You know what I'm saying? I just started selling these, and uh, like they just took off. I got, I mean, I did. I do still have a bunch of uh, shit. I ain't even got through them all, for real. What, I mean, what, but I've what got. Made you interested in, what made you interested in cards, like collecting and selling cards? Like, how did you get into something like that? Is this the, the deal. Entre- entrepreneurial spirit chasing the next dollar? Yep. The, the, the deal the dude gave me, uh, just like uh, the, the Godfather says, uh, I'm going to give him a deal he can't refuse. And that's what they did, you know? So uh, I took it and, uh, you know, I knew that there was a. Uh, so I looked through it. I was looking through it just briefly and I found a. It's right here. A Michael Jordan, uh, maybe not. I know I just had it up here, but it's a Michael Jordan. It's his baseball rookie card. And, you know, <laughs> when just, he played for the White Sox. Yep. They, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah you know, nice. it's got that tear. It's got that tear. But right. first, first, uh, I mean, little gaggle of cards I grabbed. I mean, I was like, all right, uh, yeah. So 
let's, you know, let's talk, let's start talking numbers. And I wanted to see that they had it all in a storage unit, dude. It, uh, yeah. It, it like filled up my office. No, collectors are nuts. You got to go to a, like a baseball card show. Um, I need to. That's a good idea. They, they are, they're rare nowadays. Like my dad used to take me to them in high school, like once a year. It was like it's a giant kind of convention hall in like Connecticut or something. Um, yeah. And it was fun. I got some cheap stuff. I got like a, I got like an autographed ball by Raleigh Fingers. Like, you know, stuff that's like $60, $70 like me in high school can afford. But yeah. there's some people there who have booths selling like, you know, a signed Jeter ball, like 3,000 hits, or whatever, for two grand. So if you got stuff, that's the place to kind of pawn it off. Yeah, that uh, Cooperstown. Have you ever been to Cooperstown? Oh, yeah, multiple times. I love it. I'm yeah, with you being from – I've only been once. I've only been once, but I've just thought, damn, if I could just set up – uh, just give me a, a little booth and, you know, in Cooperstown, all this shit would sell so quick. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a base, it's a baseball town. Everything, everyone there sells baseball memorabilia. Like right. it's, Cooperstown, if you're a baseball fan, it really is like your field of dreams. It's amazing. It's so much fun. If you're a baseball fan and you haven't been to Cooperstown, like you're totally missing out. Totally missing out. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, you know how it is. It's great. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, eBay, you know, I've got uh, two other online stores on eBay as well. Uh, i got Dr. Green Thumbs and then I've got Allure that's a, uh, I, you know, and I've built all these different, uh, hell, I got like eight different Shopify's. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, some are, some are, uh, you know, sitting on the boundary and on the sidelines, I'm not running them. Some of them I'm running right now, but yeah, I, I use, uh, it's like 22 different platforms to sell, uh, whether it's drop shipping or comic books or, you know, sports cards right now, it just happens to be sports cards, but, uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's how, going well. That's what you gotta do these days. How old? How old are you? Um, I just turned thirty this year. You just turned thirty. Okay, so I'm turning twenty eight uh, in a few weeks. So, people like Gus, right now, do you do these side hustles out of out of the fun, the thrill of it, or for the necessity of the cash? Because young people like us, it's very hard to keep money and make money if you're trying to buy a house and have a family and all that fun stuff. That it is, you know. Like for me, I kind of, you know, I'm single. I don't have any kids. Uh, so things for me, I can risk it. You know, I can take, you know, take that risk and, you know, go two days, whatever, without food. Cause I've been there literally, but, uh, dang, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, like a burp attack, but, uh, yeah. So like some of these little, you know, some of these little things are scams, you know, like not on my side, but like some of these little things you see on TikTok, at, you know, like, you're like, come on, man, this is bullshit. You know, how can I make money doing that? But, uh, the drop shipping thing, I thought the same thing. I thought it was a scam. I was like, man, but I didn't have nothing going on at the time. And I've always been an entrepreneur, always flip stuff, sell something here, sell something there type guy. And, uh, so I got into that drop shipping. I just like, hell, I'll give it a whirl. And, uh, it, you know, it, it gave me the jump that I needed to start leveling up, you know, do, to, to do something else, you know, and then I started running ads and then I started doing something else, you know, and then I got into, uh, buying these, I, I was at, uh, I was at an antique shop, ran into this guy that had all these cards. That's how I ran into that guy. But I was, I was going around, I'm here at my office and uh, there's probably 10 antique shops. And I mean, they're like a, they're like a gold mine, you know, some of these antique shops and you can get the stuff for literally nothing. And if you watch, you know, like Gary V, uh, 
he goes around yard sales yeah, and yard stuff sales, like that. He buys yeah. Flips. I'm like, I'd be like, hey, Gary, just buy all this stuff for me, right? Just buy, buy yeah. it from me. And you, you're people going to buy it from you because your name is Gary V. Like, you want these porno mags? Give me $300 for them. Yeah. <laughs> They're all yours. Go make, like, oh, go make 30 grand video. off of them, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he would. He would. He would. Too. Yeah. He would. He it's, it it's crazy. When, it is. when did you first hear of Gary V? Everyone, everyone in the entrepreneurial spirit has a Gary V story. And actually, shout out to um, a former guest of mine, Ryan Sullivan. He said on my podcast last year that a goal of his was to meet Gary V and like talk to Gary V in person. And just a few weeks ago, he did it. So, okay. yeah, so good for him. You know, he's a podcaster. He runs his own business like I do. He's a hustler. He works hard. I respect the hell out of him. So I'm very proud of him. For uh, achieving his goal, and I'm right behind him. But Heck, Gary, yeah. Gary awesome. V, tell me about your Gary V story. Like, what, what got you introduced to Gary V? So we were uh, we were in Las Vegas, and I was going to jump into a hot tub. I smelled some weed. I'm joking. <laughs> now I uh, I started following him. I seen a uh, Facebook something on shared on Facebook, and shoot, this is before he even. I think it was about his wine club. Mm. He was doing the wine club, and like the wine clubs were getting going at the time, and I hated delivering wine boxes of wine when I was working at UPS. And so I was like, Oh, I'll watch it. You know, I'll watch this video. And, uh, you know, dude, he was just talking some, you know, he, he grabbed me, you know, I was like, damn, listen to this guy. He really, you know, he really knew what he was talking about. And it just wasn't about that wine club. What I thought it was, you know, I thought it was going to be about nothing but wine, but uh, it was just, it was something on, uh, Facebook and ever since, I mean, it was before he blew up, you know, uh, he's been pretty big, but it's just like these past three years, he's just blown out the charts, like yeah. with him following. I mean, but yeah, once, once you could, uh, shit, I, I added his, uh, I remember seeing his Snapchat on, uh, either Facebook or Instagram. And I had added that really early. I mean, before I even, Letting, you know, before I would post my snap on Instagram or something, you know, like, right. I don't know, but it's not like I'm in cahoots with him or nothing. Yeah. I am on the, uh, I do have a Gary B B collection two NFT. I don't have a clip you know, from the collection one I've got from the collection two. I do have one of them NFTs, but yeah, him, other than that, getting the NFTs in crypto, like really hard, like really, really hard was yeah. a little surprising to me. You know, was surprising to me it was, for what? It was just like, damn, Gary, like, I don't know how you feel about crypto and NFTs, but NFTs specifically are just like the dumbest thing to me. Uh, crypto, I do see some use for it, not as a currency, but like um, crypto reminds me a lot of the dot-com boom where there was just in the 90s, there's just dot-com everywhere, 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 everywhere. The bubble burst, but when the dust settled, a new industry was born. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> I think crypto is kind of the same. Like what we saw with FTX and... Um, like the Celsius network and what we're seeing with all these companies, the bubble is bursting. It's going to yeah. crash hard, but the technology behind crypto is going to be reborn into something else. The technology and the blockchain and the stuff that, that uses crypto, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Like it has to happen. It, you're exactly right. You couldn't have said it any yeah. better. I mean, with that whole, uh, you know, um, decentralized part of it and not having, you know, uh, somebody on the inside, like Sam Bankman deal, like that's a centralized and I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right though. That's a, he, FTX was a centralized, uh, trading 
you know, app and with a decentralized like MetaMask, you have no body. It's just computer, you know, so that I, I lost 40 grand on the whole uh, FTX deal. Oh, yeah. fuck, I'm sorry. No, it's <laughs> if all I good. I knew that, I wouldn't have brought it up, man. No, no, it's all good. Uh, I'm just, that's Sam Bankman, I'll have your ass some. <laughs> so yeah, man, you'll join, a, you'll join a class action lawsuit and hopefully get it back. Or you can sue Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, can, could I? Could I? Oh, oh yeah, you know, that's right. You know, they were him, him, Giselle, Matt Damon, you know, the, all those celebrities who endorsed him, yeah. you know, they're all going to be in a class action, which I don't know how that's going to work because I also I also don't know how endorsement deals work if, if you're a celebrity. Like, obviously, celebrity endorsements aren't anything new. These brands pay celebrities to hawk the products to bring income in. Right? It's like if someone's sure. doing this, I'm doing that. But, you know... If you're buying something because Matt Damon's using it, then I have to question your character more than I have to question his. I don't do anything because a celebrity told me to do it. But again, that's just me. Yeah, no, no, right here, right here, right here. I'm, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, it's kind of like if somebody told you eat dog shit, would you eat dog right? shit? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, uh, like I'm more likely to trust someone I've sat down with a podcast for an hour and a half and their advice, which which I have done. Like after a podcast, I've asked some people for advice in my career or whatever. It's been phenomenal advice. I wouldn't trust that from a Tom Brady or a celebrity or Chris Rock or whoever. It's just, They're just getting paid. Yeah, but but also I didn't know like the responsibility that lies on a celebrity to make sure the product they're associated with isn't a fraud. Because like, how are they supposed to? My defense would be, how was I supposed to know? I play football. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I, I didn't even think about that. You know, but yeah, how 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 am I supposed to know? You know, I'm sure that that uh, that definitely took place. Yeah, like they had, I'm assuming that Tom Brady or the I don't want to pick on Tom Brady because I'm a big fan, but uh, right. like these celebrities have to have a legal team to like let them know if it's a good or a bad investment or a financial advisor. You know, they're rich; they got all the resources in the world. Like it's almost like how they not know, but can you really yeah. blame them for not knowing either? Like, hey, he fooled everybody. He fooled the financial press. He yeah. fooled the politicians. Granted, he was throwing them billions of dollars, but you know, money can make anyone turn blinds, but that that is, I think uh, that does play a huge role in it. You know, like look, how much did he donate to the? He was the second. <laughs> you can fact check me on this as well, but he was the second highest donator to Joe Biden's campaign. That's he was. He was. That's, yeah. And then behind closed doors, he was also giving money to Republicans because hey, it's a duopoly. You can't be successful in this country unless you pay off both parties. Yep. So, that's uh ain't that crazy no it's ain't not that... it's america it's capitalism well, it's money right it's, it's the most right. believable thing you can tell somebody yeah we live in an oligarchy this whole freedom and democracy thing is this a mirage yeah no it, <laughs> it's definitely believable it's still uh, i still gotta pinch myself sometimes because uh so i had mine it wasn't with ftx it was in uh damn what is their name it starts with a b uh oh uh binance no, it's a different block, BlockFi, BlockFi. BlockFi, okay. BlockFi, and they had, a, I guess at the time, FTX had, I don't know how it went, but BlockFi loan got money from them, you know, for their company or vice versa. Mm -hmm. They held their funds within, you know, FTX, whatever, and that's how uh, all the users of BlockFi, I'm pretty sure, filed bankruptcy and then just basically said, hey, Sorry, you know, that, yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah. You know, like it's, it's weird that people still have faith in it because, you know, Bank, Bankman Fried was, he was the guy, he was the pony boy, he was the golden boy, he was the lead that everyone was following. Yeah. If, if he's a fraud, 
How, how many? How, how are many? the rest? How are the rest not also not frauds? You know, I don't know. You know, I'm not, in, I'm not an expert, I'm not well, an investigator, but this law of common sense tells me that if the leader is a fraud, everyone following them is also a fraud because they're probably following yeah. his lead. Yeah, start stepping back, yeah. and uh, you know, it's it's not. I've been dealing with crypto since uh, 2009, 2008, before like before Bitcoin was yeah. even a penny. Uh, I've even got yeah, I've uh. I still got some Bitcoin left from then and not much, you know, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I was buying stuff off Silk Road, you know, the Silk Road days back in, you know, so if you can let your mind imagine that about that, but, uh, you know, imagine buying 4,000, 6,000, $5,000 worth of Bitcoin before it was even a dollar, you know? And, uh, it's like, woulda, coulda, shoulda, I wish this, I wish that, you know? Whatever, but uh, did you I buy, wish I would. Did you buy Doge? Yeah, you know, I did buy a bunch of Doge, and uh, boy, I about pulled my hair out on that whole ordeal. <laughs> what, did you sell Saturday too late? Yeah. Oh, the, uh, bro. No, no. I, well, I still made money. Okay, so you know what? That's fine. As long as you're in the green. The, uh, the uh, time to sell, I feel like, would have been like right before everything started going, like the whole hype of the SNL, you know, mm-hmm. deal. Elon, yep. It got up there, and that's when everybody should have backed. You know, yeah. me personally, I should have backed out. You know, uh, I was catching it on the downfall. But I've I've gotten lucky, you know, with other cryptocurrencies. But the thing about crypto, you can't just buy it and expect, you know, like I'm gonna be rich or whatever. You know, and it's not even about the long term. You know, like yeah, that's cool, whatever. But uh, mining it, mining crypto. If you're wanting to do anything with crypto, that's the only thing that's worth it, in my opinion. And uh, that's something that I'm slowly starting to uh, get dabble in. Okay, yeah, the old mining, yeah, mining for sure. Yeah. Because if you're going to have crypto, you got to mine it. It's like, you know, the gold, same with, same, it's the same idea with gold mining stocks. Um, you can have the gold, you can have the mining. And one's more valuable than the other, depending on the market. But with crypto, I definitely see the value in mining. But, you know, notice we're not calling that cryptocurrency. We kind of. The, the, the vernacular kind of dropped the word currency in cryptocurrency because everyone's kind of realizing, hey, it's, it's not a currency. It's, yeah. not, it's not really an asset either. You know, it's called the digital gold. We don't really call it digital gold either. It's not a safe haven. It's clearly not a safe haven, so we dropped that. Now they're calling it a risk asset. So yeah. that doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, it could, it could be a rug pull real quick. I mean, a lot of them are, I mean, like a lot – like, and it, it'll warn you back. I remember when I first started dealing with NFTs, uh, I, and I've created some of my own NFTs myself, but, uh, you know, it, it, it'll advise you, Hey, you know, these, a lot of these are going to be rug pulls, you know, you, you don't know what you're getting into. So do your research. Yeah. That's for dang sure. But yeah, I, I wouldn't just buy, go out and just buy anything, you know, like scrolling through crypto.com or Coinbase. I just wouldn't, uh, you know, but Bitcoin, it ain't going nowhere, though, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, the, the industry, I think, at this point, it's something, the technology behind it, maybe not crypto itself, but there's going to be a piece of the crypto industry that's going to be pulled from the ashes, and it's going to be a brand new phoenix. Yeah, um, because sending a million dollars in a matter of seconds, you know, like that, costing less than it would for a bank, you know, that's crazy. You know, some of these, you know, end-to-end things that, that, that crypto allows, you know, like, the uh the blockchain i should say right some of them uh avenues will definitely be seen in the future i think so it, it sounds to me man like uh, that you've had a roller coaster experience with finances now you said you've made six figures a year 
Then one night yeah. you got sent to rock bottom. So was it crypto yeah. or was it something else? Tell me that. No, story. no, no. I, uh, drinking and driving. I got oh, in the car. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, it really didn't send me to rock bottom. It just, uh, you can't, you know, you can't let it get you shit like that. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I was, I was being a fool. I'd never drank and drove and, uh, you know, luckily I didn't hurt anybody or hurt myself, but, uh, yeah, it was a wild night. I was just acting a fool, you know, drove home. I shouldn't have drove home, but, uh, I did. I hit like a $15,000 mailbox and, you know, in the mix of flipping my truck. So yeah, that, that, that hurt. And then I went out and I got another truck and, uh, I wrecked it, hit a deer going like 70. And, you know, then, so at that point, insurance dropped me. No more brand new vehicle, Austin. You need to start looking at some different options because you don't have no, you know, no insurance company that wants to take you. So then that is at living out where I'm at, you know, I went, uh, went without, and I was like, well, hell, I'll just, you know, I'll go without a vehicle for a little bit. I had the, my very first vehicle that I'd ever got gave to me when I was 14. I still had that. So I was able to get around from point A to point B, but, uh, that LL cool, cool Austin wasn't running around in them brand new trucks, you know, with all the bells and whistles. So I really, it humbled me a lot. And, uh, but also it, then again, it, uh, you know, it kind of, it caused a lot of just BS, you know, as in uh, financial, you know, right. like insurance wise, they, I had to pay for one of them trucks, you know what I'm saying? So that, uh, that to me, that was my kind of wake up call saying, Hey, dumbass, you know, you're going to have to get shit together. Oh, and uh, yeah, it looks like you did, man. It looks like you did. Appreciate it. Appreciate so, it. I definitely have. I hope you did. And I hope you stayed a, a straight and narrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, don't, definitely. Don't, don't, be, don't be drinking and driving. That's no, no. Uh, With Uber and all the, the yeah, avenues. Yeah. These, you know, these are, days, there's no excuses, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't even smoke weed and drive. You know, I, I used to. Yeah. And I'm very split. On that, whether smoking weed is like it dehabilitates your driving, I don't know. For me, it does. For me, I just I can't do it. It's a personal decision for me. But I know some people who this it say they don't affect them, and I it just doesn't affect them. So it, in a roundabout way, they might not think that. Yeah, but it, it does. I mean, it's a drug. That it does. It's a, it's a drug that changes your brain chemistry, so it does. Yeah, you might, yeah. like when I wrecked my truck, I, even though I was drunk, I still remember, you know, and I, right. like, even when I drink and I get a little, have too many drinks, I don't, I'm not one to forget or whatever, but, uh, you know, it just take your mind can easily get sidetracked and then bam, something happens just like that, you know, uh, whether you're high or, you know, drunk, uh, being high and driving, yeah, it definitely affects people differently, but for me, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect me that bad, but. You don't want to, you know, I don't advise it. That's for dang sure. Yeah, you get, you get the highway hypnosis too. Those white and yellow lines, they just kind of put you to sleep. You know, you're driving up 95. Next thing you, yeah. you think you're in Providence. Next thing you know, you're in Boston. You're like, what the hell happens? Yeah. Um, you kind of get, get jolted awake. You know, um, I was driving up Massachusetts not too long ago, and I'm just driving on the highway. And I was like, whoop, whoop, whoop. It's like sirens. Like snapped out. I guess, what? I was like, what just happened? So like, no, he pulled me over a speeding ticket, whatever. But like, I'm thinking about it on the way home. It's like, I can't remember. He's like, you didn't, he's like, you didn't, because the cop was just like, you didn't see me over there. And I'm thinking, no, I can't remember 30 seconds ago. 
Like I couldn't remember what I was doing before <laughs> I saw the sirens. But, right. but, but if I didn't see the sirens, I could have told you. So that siren just jolted me awake and I was stone sober. So right. it, was just, it was just like that's that highway hypnosis and I still can't remember. You, the cop could have told me that I was like driving while doing it with, with, with my feet and I would have believed him. Like I couldn't tell you otherwise. I can't remember. It's just that highway hypnosis, man. It really freaked me out for a second. I was just like, what? It's crazy. When you're driving for a while, it, it will. Yeah. I mean, you just get, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, no, the highway hypnosis will get you. I know what you're saying. Like, you'll roll the windows down, turn the music up, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you no. Just, you just shift away, and somehow your arms and legs just know how to drive, and thank God. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's weird. It, it, it definitely would. Uh, I couldn't imagine. I mean, are, are, is it a legal state in New Jersey? You're in New Jersey, yes. right? Yeah, I'm in New Jersey. So, Mar- marijuana is legal. Um, yeah. You're actually supposed to open a dispensary like a block or two from me. Probably by, okay. probably by the year I move out. So, right. Um, we'll see. How many dispensaries? We'll huh? How many dispensaries do you have, like around the corner or whatever? Not, like nowhere in my. So I live in Hoboken. Nowhere in the city of Hoboken because it's densely populated and people are like, oh, right. the smell and the trash and parking. Oh my gosh! Being, yeah. You know, there's, 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 you know, there's, there's yeah. A few boomers here who need to get over it still. Um, yeah. But it's gonna happen. The ordinance passed. It's gonna happen eventually. But there's, there's probably a- one. 25 minutes from me, another one about 30, 40 minutes. Like, there, there is some in North Jersey. There's right. none, like, within – I got to drive to – I got to drive to get there. They'll, 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 be, they'll be right in your backyard before you know it, honestly, because yeah. that's how it was here. It was like, all right, we got pulled over. Let's eat the blunt. Let's, you know, the cops are behind us. To then, you know, like, the rules 360. I mean, then we had eight dispensaries. It was like it was like overnight. We've got nine now here in town, but uh, you could walk to them from my office in there, you know. But the smell, I mean, uh, you know, they've got these grow facilities, but they make sure, like, for Missouri, they make sure, you know, like, they're way out in the middle of nowhere, and they've got a lot of precaution, like, they've got a lot of extra measures, you know, how all that the state goes with uh, not pissing off the public, I guess. I don't know. But all the... I mean, the, the smell is a silly concern, but at the same time, I'm like, well, it's a valid concern, right? If you like, don't smoke, for sure. Yeah, 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 it yeah. Is, like, it if, is. If you don't sure smoke, is. like, you know, you, you can put it in the lease where you can't smoke marijuana inside the building. That's fine. I understand that. Like, yeah. And especially, like, if um, the kids around, like, I wouldn't want my kids sure. smelling weed all the time. So I, yeah. I, like, I get it, but I think, you know, the marijuana industry needs kind of, Needs, need, it needs to take it into account. It's not a reason to make it illegal, but it is an issue that does need to be addressed. For sure. And I think that's, uh, you know, California and, like, out west, they're kind of like the lab rats to it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, and this is for me, like, when I have kids, when and if, uh, I don't want, you know, like, ashtrays filled up with, right. you know, roaches from the end of a blunt, like, where a kid could pick that up. Because, like, anytime I smoked a cigarette back in the day when I was, like, a kid, it was uh, out, you know, as a cigarette ashtray, you know what I'm saying? Like that's you stealing from your mom, you know, just being curious. But, uh, I, I never throw my, you know, my roaches out when I get done smoking a blunt or whatever. That's what, that's the way I feel about it. You know, that's like the safety size, not to let some kid pick it up or something like, Oh, what's this, you know? But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, there's definitely still some, uh, room to grow and learn within the industry. But, uh, 
you know, the smell and whatnot, like I, I've, I've grown quite a bit of bud and, uh, they've, they've, they've got a down pat now. Like you can get on www.drgreenthumbs.com, which, um, they've got, uh, you know, little, uh, air filters, they're carbon, you know, like they're carbon air filters. You can Google them, uh, and they take away all the smell. I mean, literally. Wait, wait, you just like plug that into the wall in, in your apartment or your home or whatever. So yeah, so it's it's uh it looks like a little um so you, you got a tent a grow tent and that's the best thing is just grow your oh, own. Oh, this is, this is for like the the, the growing stations like like the yeah houses. yeah 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 okay. and you could put it in your you know it's like an exhaust vent you right. know like but for this for this instance like I I keep a little tent in my office and you know and grow like one or two plants and like right. Nobody knows until they watch this podcast, but, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's uh, and it's not a big deal. It's, it's not, it's, uh, I can have 16 plants. That's a lot. Like I, that is a lot. And you're you're in, you're in Missouri. Yeah. So touche on Missouri, man. I didn't see that one coming from the great state of Missouri. So, um, take, talk, talk me through like the weed business, like what it's like for you to get a license to grow weed. How you start, how you start excuse me, start the business and like how you grow the plants, get the resources. Just walk me through everything about starting a weed business. In yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll go through, uh, we'll start with the growing side of it. That's, uh, I've always been an agriculture or a green thumb. I've always, you know, been around farmers and my parents, they always had a garden. So I've always known how to grow something. And, uh, so like with growing, it's a, it's a weed when it break when you break it down, you know, it's just like any weed, it's going to, it's, doesn't take much, but, uh, to grow some of this fire that they got today, I mean, you really got to nurture that plant. So, uh, with, with me, it's a two, two a day thing. I mean, morning and, you know, evening and, uh, like they're, they're just like, these plants are just like people. They need sleep. They need, you know, sunlight. You got to feed them. You got to do this. You got to do that. But, uh, Growing, it's 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 a lot more than what I thought. You know, it was going to be. I thought I was just going to stick a plant in the dirt and, well, you know, and start growing and voila. But uh, no, it's it's. Uh, I've really gotten to the science of it, and uh, I've helped people with uh, facility. You know, like facility size grows to, you know, large large grows to micro grows. You know, like something just like in your closet, one plant. And uh, for me what works best is just having, keeping it legal, really, honestly, just not doing something crazy where you can't keep, cause keeping up with the, you know, your product is the main thing and just making sure you got the top notch quality. And that's uh, one thing that I try to emphasize. And uh, my sister, she works in Arizona, like one of the largest dispensaries uh, or the best dispensary, whatever in Phoenix. And uh, you know, so I get a lot of four one one from her but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there really ain't much to it. You got to put this damn seed in the ground. Once it starts sprouting, it is crucial that first month, you know, like when it's a little bitty, little bitty popping out of the seed sprouting, uh, you've got to really tend to it. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think so, but, uh, you know, cause it could get too cold. You know, you want to keep your room around 70s, you know, 68 degrees. So yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot to keep it, you know, like what I like to do is if I'm doing something inside or in a tent, I'll keep, uh, you know, 24 hour lights going, just let that light roll. Mm-hmm. 
And if uh, you have access to do something solar, I would suggest it doing that, you know, but, uh, other than that, doing it in a tent, you know, like when you got dirt, you're going to have bugs. And that's like the craziest thing. Like you could be the cleanest person and it could be winter, you know, for where I'm at during the summertime, bugs just are bad period. And that's with a lot of places, but, uh, in the winter here, there's no bugs, right? Well, I mean, you go down to your grow room and you see all your freaking plants just wiltering down and you might have spider mites and you're like, well, what the hell are spider mites? You know, you know what I mean? Like, but, uh, it's, I don't know. It's really, it's really neat. It's, I, I I tell you what, if anybody grows, like you should definitely, or if anybody smokes, I I highly suggest trying growing, just giving it a whirl because there's, there's so much value to it, whether it's, you know, just smoking it or eating it or, whatever you know but uh yeah it's 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 a lot harder outside um how how do you deal with the bugs because like if if you're gonna kill bugs like how do you so how do you deal with the bugs and kill the bugs without killing the plants or that's the like taking away potency from the plants if you like if you like like spray or pesticides you know that yeah that's not good for the plant either so how do you how do you tackle that problem so, uh, there's, there's some all natural products okay. and what I do is I, you know, you're using drippers, you know, like with, with something like this, like, uh, it's, it's organic. I forget what it is. It's like cinnamon and, uh, cinnamon and a bunch of like stuff around the house. Really? I mean, it's all natural shit. Uh, you can, uh, you add it to your water with your plant food and you're going to put it in your water. That's what I do. Uh, you, they've got applications to where you can spray, spray that whole plant. But, uh, you know, once it starts flowering, once that plant starts flowering, you really don't want to, uh, you know, spray that flower. You're going to smoke, you know what I mean? Whether it's all natural or not, right? that's where your, your taste is going to get a little bit different potentially, you know, not always, but, uh, I, what I try to do is I, uh, a lot of stuff travels from your feet. So like on Amazon, they'll have like, mm-hmm. like sticky you know like when so when you walk right. in make that, you know, that's very sticky. smart that makes a lot of sense yeah so it sticks straight to it because like I, when you go to these facility grows out in arizona or california or whatever like they'll be wearing body suits with goggles on like it's like why do you need all that you know and they uh they really emphasize everything being sterilized and uh they really go far extremes to really make sure that that it's all about the germs and the bugs that, that's why they do that uh you know, I, I was a redneck about it at first. I just threw, you know, my, my very first plant, I didn't even go buy potting soil. I just used potting soil from the, from the yard, went and dug a hole and, you know, put it in a pot, a flowering pot and did it like that. And it, uh, definitely, I wouldn't suggest doing that, but, uh, it'll work. All right. Um, <laughs> any, any pushback from the state? Like what's, is any difficulty from the state? Like what's the hardest part of working with the state of Missouri in terms of. Oh yeah. So really, uh, yeah. So honestly you can get online, you can just Google whatever state you're in. But for me, it was Missouri and I just Googled, you know, how to get my license, how to get, you know, my grow license, my cultivation license. And, uh, literally it was easy. It was so easy. It was unreal. I, uh, paid 75 or 175 bucks. They set me up on with a zoom call, uh, with a doctor and basically, she's talking to you, but she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I was it's, like, it's yeah, I mean. It's the same I, thing to get my medical marijuana card in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, she, it's like 100 bucks a year. Guy hums on it. He's like, you need, you need it for sleep. All right, there you go. Here it is. That's, 
yeah, so I was like, uh, you know, I've had four shoulder surgeries. I've had, you know, this, that, and that's from baseball. But uh, I was like, you know, I got chronic pain. She's like, well, sleep apnea. You said you got trouble with sleep, right? And I was yeah. like, yeah. She's like, well, that's what, you know, and like, turns out that's how, how like everybody gets their card is from sleep apnea. Yeah. Well, do you, do but, you do uh, like CBD for your shoulder? You know, I've definitely tried it and CBD does, it does work. I've got a best friend. They've got a huge CBD farm and, uh, you know, like seizures, uh, um, yes. it helps you, a lot with that. The tongue, it helps a lot with that. Yeah. Wow. And then, uh, uh, shingles. Oh my gosh. So yep. shingles. shingles I've never had shingles, but, uh, I've seen this cat that I'm speaking of, like he's got these little syringes cause it, it's tincture. It's like an oil that he makes out of it. It's kind of like the can, like the the butter that you would, you know, put in the uh-huh. the edibles. But it's a tincture that's more of like an oil based, uh, you know, for a syringe. And you just you just drink it. I, I, you know what I mean. You just pop that syringe in your mouth and, or under your tongue, and uh, it ta- it gets rid of the shingles within like hours. Like no doctors. Like I seen him help this uh, older lady. And they, she had, she had went to the hospital twice. All right. And they just kept telling her, you know, we can't, we can't do nothing really about what you got going on. So, uh, she was not about, she wasn't about the marijuana or the CBD and the whole family was like, Oh no, 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 we're not doing that. Well, she got to the point where they were going to have to call an ambulance. She was going to need to go back to the ER, I suppose, I guess. And, uh, they finally caved in and it went, she did that knocked her out it wasn't it wasn't the problems you know after that but uh other than the uh the the good and bad and the ugly of it uh with the state i mean they really don't as long as you ain't an idiot acting like an idiot you know you'll be all right i mean i like heck i had uh two plants at my back door just for shits and gigs you know right when you walk in my back door i had two plants right there and uh i mean Nobody really bothers you. Nobody really thinks nothing of it. Uh, I mean, the cops, the cops are a lot, you know, they're more, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More understanding, you know. Yeah. Well, there's actually nothing they, can, nothing they can really do anymore. Yeah. I mean, yes. like, as long as you ain't just smoking it in, in a vehicle drive and you get pulled over, if you haven't ditched it, you know, you're an yeah. idiot. But yeah. uh, now anymore, they can't. So in Illinois, and we're like, I'm like 10 minutes, if that, from Illinois, uh, a lot of, it's, if they smell marijuana, it's not even probable cause to search or give yeah. you hell at that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely helps. I mean, at this, at this rate, it's only a matter of time before it's legalized. I think federally, it's just going to, it's going to take a while. I do. I think probably by 2030. That's going to be my estimate. Yeah. By 2030, it's going to be fully federally legalized. You know, state by state, it's going one by one by one by one by one. And honestly, as like a more libertarian-leaning person, I think that's totally fine. That's acceptable. <laughs> doesn't bother me at all. You know, if Kansas wants to be Kansas, that's Kansas can be Kansas. You know, I live in yeah. New Jersey. It's, that's another reason I won't move to Kansas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm a huge libertarian on that. Uh, and for the, that, for that, in fact, I mean, I... I do what you want to do. I don't care what you do. Anything that's for anybody, you know, like if you want to go jump off a bridge, go jump off a bridge. I wish you wouldn't, but Hey, that's what you want to do. Go do it. Yeah, you know, if you want to go weed, a, a weed. lot of wasted energy and people trying to convince others what to do. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like anybody else. 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like even around here. Like, uh, I went outside and I smoked a blunt. You know, you, you got to pick and choose where you do that. You know, and I, I do feel that, uh, you know, like the way the the law states is you got to be in a on private property to yep. smoke. Uh-huh. You know, as it should be. And uh, that's that's that it should be that way. You know, not everybody wants to smell marijuana. Uh, not everybody likes to smell marijuana. And I mean, some people you got this that generation that's like our grandparents or my grandparents that like so totally against it. Like they about fall over if they pass somebody walking down the sidewalk, you know, smoking it. So I do do respect that, uh, to the fullest. I mean, and then there, there's, there's that other instance, like you throw your roach out, you know, and some kid picks it up, God forbid, you know, like they'll be all right. But like, damn, we don't want to introduce that, you know, to nobody young. Well, so. some of the best advice my dad ever gave me. Well, if you're going to be stupid, be smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty that, that has stuck with me. Yeah. That's like, yeah, no, my, uh, that's basically what my parents said. If you're going to be stupid, be smart about it. You're going to be a fucking moron. Just cover your tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't do nothing with anybody and don't tell anybody what you're doing. And, you know, it'll all be all right. Yeah. All right, man. Let's wrap this up with some baseball talks. I love talking baseball. I'm going to talk baseball with anybody. Yeah. Lefty or righty? Left shoulder or right shoulder? You blew out. It's not blown out. It's uh, the robot arm. But yeah, it's my right arm. So what? You, you pitcher? I, uh, you know, like back in the day, I was. I was it, this wasn't from pitching, though. Uh, I was a shortstop, middle okay. infielder, you know, uh, main, mainly a shortstop. But uh, when I was a freshman in high school, when I won state, uh, I was a second baseman, and uh, when the pitcher was not pitching, the guy that when he would be on the mound, I'd be at short, you know. And when he wasn't pitching, you know, I'd be back at second. But I've always been a shortstop, very profound uh, fielder. I've always been known about my glove and bat. I've always been a solid three-hole hitter or a leadoff nice. guy. Nice. Always, always been that Ty Cobb, uh, Pete Rose base runner, like. Hey, I can go up there. I'll get on the plate and bat left-handed. Aggressive. Nice and yeah, aggressive. yeah. And I'll yeah, lay man. down. A, I'll put it down the third baseline. Hell yeah, man! And I'll slide in head first, playing small ball all day, and, and yeah. yeah. So I'm really, really good at baseball. We got, we got that stupid new role there. Getting rid of the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the, the shift. The fielders yeah. can't shift anymore because pitch because batters can't bunt down the third baseline. Yeah, it's just, dude. It, I hate it. I, I did not know they're implementing that. No, they're, they're really? I think it's this year the MLB's new rules with the lockout. It's like they're they're abolishing the shift so pull hitters can hit in the right field again. It's just like, uh-huh. well, learn to learn to hit better. Yeah, I mean, you got to take the ball with wherever the ball's thrown at. Yeah. You know, yeah, take it opposite field. You know, uh, I, under- I understand people people like action in baseball. No one likes a pitching duel. You know, unless you're no. a baseball purist like you, like like you or me, I love a nice yeah. pitching duel. You know, oh, if, yeah. I, if I see someone is throwing 19 strikeouts, it's like, oh my god, it's dominance. It's the hardest yeah. thing to do. The hardest thing to do in baseball is pitch. So if you see a it great is. pitcher on the mound going toe to toe with another great pitcher, when both players deserves to win the game and they can't do it, it's like the craziest thing in baseball. But no, yeah. the MLB is like it's boring. The game takes too long. Let's just make it so people hit home runs more. Which don't get me wrong. Home runs are exciting. That Aaron Judge home run chase, big fan. I'm a huge Yankee fan. But if Aaron Judge can't hit on the third baseline, he shouldn't be paid $360 million to play fucking baseball. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, I couldn't I couldn't agree with that anymore. I mean, <laughs> you like, know what I mean? 
why are yeah let's let's leave baseball baseball i mean like they're they're trying to make it a uh you know home run game that's yeah no that's uh and the way these guys are as big as they are and they can hit the ball and they and they can, can make it a home run game but uh you know I don't, I don't yeah i don't i don't know nothing about this new rule i've uh i have to brush up my skills on that Check that out. It's, it's a favorite thing. I think the extra inning rule is changing back to what it used to be. No more runner on second base, which I didn't like at first. It kind of grew on me a little bit. I like the yeah. playoff rules, um, but hey, man. So you're very sound with uh, MLB. So yes. I've, like, I, I've always been a, a who's, profound. Who's your, who's your team? Cardinals. Cardinals, Cardinals yeah, as I'm a guest yeah. here at St. Louis. Yeah, I'm a big Cardinals so. fan. I, I've... Uh, you know, I haven't got any of the jobs I've applied for, but I've applied for the Diamondbacks, the Astros. I could go on uh, KC. What, what would you want to do if you worked in baseball? Uh, analytics, data. Okay. Like they work with the Google Cloud and do a lot of analytics and stuff. So like that would be right up my alley. But so what I think I'm going to do is I've been talking to some people and it's, I've still got a lot of connections within the league, but uh, I think I'm going to go – Try to you know do a rookie. What is that movie? Uh, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Yeah, go pull a you know try to pull up and uh, do a tryout or something and uh, see what I can't do. Uh, you know, you never you never know. You know, I know. Well, I know. I know yeah, you never know. Be scout. I can connect you with. <laughs> come really? take, come yeah. take a look. <laughs> I know a couple. Uh, I know a couple. Yeah. No. What I want to do is I want to go to spring training. Go down to Jupiter and. See what I can't do because uh, my my baseball career ended like I played with Bryce Bryce Harper. I've played with I've struck out Johnny Manziel. You know, all awesome. Texas A and M quarterback. He was a very he was a very good baseball player too. But uh, you know, uh, I've got a background of baseball that's longer than most resumes. You know, with my grandparents, they they're from California. So my dad that. He shipped me out to California all summer. I'd play uh, baseball at Mark Cressy School of Baseball. I'd go to Am- Anaheim Angels baseball camps, all kinds of stuff. So UCLA camps, Cal State Irvine camps, you know. Uh, so my playing skills and my knowledge on the field's there. But uh, some of this new MLB stuff, I don't know nothing about. That's where I was like, man, what? Because I, I, I really had never, once I stopped playing the game, I just – was done you know i was burnt out i was right. playing on five teams and uh i was done and my senior year i got in a fight with uh this college cat this kid that was in college and i uh we was a long brawl uh that's like another thing i or, organized fighting mixed martial arts muay thai jiu-jitsu my dad had me and all that when i was younger but uh you know i've always been that don't you know i, I I don't like fighting. Nobody likes fighting. But, uh, you know, in this instance, it, it was definitely called for. So, uh, we, we've gotten a good first round and he, you know, he's over there with his little crowd and the, everybody's like round two, round two. I'd never been to a fight where it was so much like never back down. Right. Uh, but I was like, damn, man, I'm tired. You know, I was looking at two of my buddies and he's like, man, go just go hit him right now. And I, Man, I did the one-two crow hop. I went to hit him, and he turned his head, and I caught him in the side of the head, and my shoulder just blew out, man. And uh, literally, it was like sitting backwards. And, uh, yeah, 
it ain't been right ever since. Just, just a few cases of bad luck, man. You know, I, I hurt my right shoulder, but a completely different story. Um, yeah. That that involves me challenging a collegiately ranked wrestler who was blackout drunk. So oh, shit. that's a story for another day. But long story short, my uh, my collarbone's in place. My shoulder blade is permanently drooped, but I have full range of motion and full strength. So permanently drooped. Permanently drooped. The doctor was just like, you can get surgery now. Or wait until your forties and have arthritis. And I was yeah. like, I'll wait and see what happens. He he yeah. said, wait and see what happens. You know what? You did the best. I, I wish I never would have had surgery. I didn't. Honestly. I didn't want to do eight months of rehab going into my going into like ending my junior junior high school, college and going into summer. I was like, that sounds miserable. Oh it's, yeah. It's like eight months of rehab. I was like, dude, I, I have full range of motion. Like it's. He's like, the only reason you need surgery yeah. is cosmetic reasons. And I was like, I got a scar and a good story. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, if you had full range of motion, shit. I mean, he's yeah. good. He's good. Yeah. yeah but I got, I got surgery. But, you know, you... Austin, I lied. I want to back up a little bit here. You said Google Analytics and Google yeah. Statistics and data, data analysis. Cloud, the cloud. Yeah. You guys are explaining stuff on that one. So, what exactly do you do with Google Analysis? Well, I just work with the cloud, like on the cloud platform. Cloud platform. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm a Google Dev. I'm a Google Innovator. Uh, I've got my background in the Google Cloud, AWS, and all that. But uh, don't let me fool you. I'm still all rookie and wet behind the ears with all this. You know, like Google certified me, gave me these licenses and stuff. But okay. you know, like I'm not like some computer tech. Like I'm, my my IT skills are. About average, you know what I mean? Like, they ain't the best. I can just, I'm not one to give up, you know? I'm a, you know, I'm I'm a figure it out. You know, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to find that fucking dog, you know, like Billy Madison says. But, yeah, uh, you get off your ass and find the fucking dog. Yeah, yeah. So, so, like, I've always just, being out so far out in, you know, out in the uh, middle of nowhere, that's uh, that's where it kind of led me, you know? I, I was wrongfully terminated from UPS and, uh that's a legal action that I'm dealing with right now. And uh, so that's, that was what I turned to at first. I kind of got on the Google, Google, you know, I, cloud was coming up, the cloud platform, you know, networking, cybersecurity, all that jazz. Yep. It, uh, it was kind of forming and anything I know with business or whatever, uh, if you can jump on that, that train before it, you know, starts to go up. I mean, you really ain't going to miss out on like, whether it's money or whatever, I mean, it, it can it can always be a bust. Everything, right, so everything. Even, even if you're in the very early stages of this part of your career, could you see anything like that being of use to podcasting? Yeah, could I? Could I see it early in my career, like when I was working with the cloud? Yeah, like 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 what you know about the cloud. You said you know you don't you know expert. You're still kind of yeah. behind the ears. But even with that little experience. You, oh yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. So how? How so? Cybersecurity. Help, help me help you. <laughs> All right. So like the cybersecurity side of it right. would definitely be something I'd look into. because uh, trust me, these these hackers and the people that you know want to steal your data and data get you know, like just with me doing this Zoom call, you could have collected my data. I don't know if you know how to collect data for marketing pro well, nope. that's something I would well, look into. I I, I don't know how to collect it without you giving it to me. Right, right. Without somebody accepting right. the cookie or right. whatever. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, that's that's the bait, you know. Uh, 
like on all my Shopify sites, you know, it, it'll ask you, you know, do you want to accept the cookies or not? Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to, I don't care, you know, like, but people do it and that definitely and that helps that so much. Yeah. It, it, it helps so much. It's unreal. This data analysis, the, you know, the cookies that, that it goes a long way. I can't explain in depth cause it's, uh, it gets to here, there, everywhere type, but, uh, it definitely helps. Right. Definitely helps. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Awesome. We've been going for an hour. So that's right where I'll speak. It goes by fast, right? Yeah, it, it does. Goes by really fast. So typically the last question of the talk with Tarashik podcast always goes to the guest. But I know you're, you're starting a podcast. You think I'm starting a podcast. I'm going to let leave the floor open to you. You can ask me as many questions as you want about podcasting starting right, All right. now. What do you got? All right. So uh, roughly on a small scale or a big scale, what are you looking at wise like uh, on a startup like for Mike and all your equipment and stuff, stuff like that? Like, like a budget? Yeah, budget. Uh, I would probably budget out for a decent setup. or it, 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 So it would depend what you want to do. If you are having guests in person, I would yeah. say you want to budget between three and 500 bucks. Three and 500. You're going to want two mics, an interface, and then a recording software, which can range from anything from free to a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Right? So if, if you're going to be remote, and it's just going to be you. You would just need a, um, a good USB microphone and recording software. So like for your, your podcast, you're going to have guests, right? Are, you, are, they, right. are they going to be in person? Are they going to be over Zoom like we are now? Both, both, both. yeah. So like in that both. case, you were gonna, you're going to need two microphones and an interface. And what an interface is, so like this mic is connected to what's called an XLR cord. It's on yeah, this yeah, USB, yeah. and that plugs into a thing over here, which I'll show you afterwards. Um, yeah. It's just a little box. It plugs into your computer. You plug two microphones in. And you can record on what's called a multi-track if you have the right program. So budgeting right. it out, I'd say between three and five hundred bucks. Um, we sell all the equipment. Ambiguous. We have a store. Um, I can hook you up. With, I can hook up with some of that as soon as the interfaces actually come in, because we are. Yeah, we I'll wait on it. I'll wait on it. Sold out of interfaces, but we do sell everything since we are a startup. We sell everything below market price, so you're not going to find a cheaper price for an interface um, from Focusrite than us. So. Damn, well, why aren't you, uh, do you, do you sell, do you have uh, anything on eBay or uh, not on eBay? Everything's, uh, in, our shop, everything's, everything's on our Shopify. No, well, see, we're partnering with Rode, um, like Rode Microphones, yeah, 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 yeah. which is one of the biggest names. But one of the things, yeah. one of the things is that we can't sell on Amazon. Oh, shit. So All right, it's, yeah. It's on, it's on our Shopify. And Amazon, oh. I like I like Amazon. Obviously, it's, you'd, you would want to sell on Amazon, but the, Amazon's very predatory. It is. It's, it's uh I've heard nightmares of people selling on Amazon. Like if you have a product, Amazon will just knock it off, make a cheap version, make an Amazon basics and put it first in a search algorithm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Really so you. If uh if they find out that you're doing you know, like this is my Yeah, we ain't, I don't even want to get into it. But yeah, they it, it is it is tricky. Like I'm suspended from Amazon right now on selling. Yeah. So that's that's a problem. For nothing, yeah, 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 for nothing. But so I, would, I would budget up between three and five hundred bucks just for the equipment. Yeah, so that's that's not that's very fair. I mean, for what it to start is, out, right? Because like this microphone itself is very expensive. Right. This external right. arm, like every my whole podcast setup is probably a few thousand bucks. Right. But if you're right. just starting out, it took me five years to get this microphone. Do not do not do that. It took me five right. years to get this favorite mixer of mine that I can do what I want to do on it. Don't do that either. Well, that's interesting. What uh, what would you suggest, like Mike wise, just just 
get on Amazon, get just whatever's cheap or whatever fits in one budget or. I'd say you definitely want to, you don't want to go too cheap. Um, right. We, Cause that's definitely right, your main, right. main we, deal. We, we do sell quality microphones, whether it's XLR um, or analog, which is USB. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't sell anything I wouldn't use or I haven't used in the past. So well, definitely, I, de- I'm definitely I would definitely going say to... if you're gonna spend the most money on equipment, do it on a microphone. You know, if it's just like, if it's a desk stand or a webcam or like one of these arms, the extendable arms that plug that, yeah. that hooks onto the, the the TV or whatever, not the TV, the table, you can probably go cheap on that. But if you're gonna spend the most money, do it on a microphone. I will do. I'm all about going all out. But I I do uh so with the filming, I've got some of them road cameras, mm-hmm. and I've always seen them like uh, you'll see like rap videos, whatever music videos, you'll see like the, some of the same mics essentially yep. i don't know if they're the same but i'll just have to do my due diligence but uh i'll definitely get my equipment and get some of my equipment from you so that's how i am it's all about word of mouth and like who's used what and how well it was and you know that's how that's how i roll anyways all right anything else uh i mean uh how long you, you said eight years you've been years. doing podcasts. february and what february 17th ish will be eight years i forgot the exact what time. what made you decide not to do things live like why why do you do it this way versus a live uh broadcast well i have the capabilities to go live i do right i could go i could hit i could hit stream right now and we would be live um i typically don't for a few reasons mainly because like i already have two like this isn't going live this isn't going to be published until february 1st even though recording it on January 10th. Right. So live content has its place, but I think live content serves best when you already have an audience, right? Like if you have a YouTube channel that has 5,000 subscribers, it's going to be worth going live. But if you're like mine who has 85. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Who am I going live to? Why why waste the resources? And plus, no offense, I don't know you. Right, like right. you're a complete stranger. Right. If it yeah. sucks, I'd rather have the option to make it not suck than just put it out live. Well, How that's cool. something that, yeah, that that was huge for me because, like, hell, I, you know, like, you think of a podcast and you're like, live, and this that I like this whole step that you know the way you're doing things because yeah. I, you know, I never would have thought about that. I just would have hit broadcast. Like, if if you wanted, yeah. if you want me to go live, because also going live takes a lot of power from your computer and a very very strong internet connection. So you got to make sure your machine can handle going live in the first place. Yeah, see, so, my that's, that's where I that's where I'm gonna lack. We got fiber optic uh, cable, you know, like or internet. You know, if you, if, you got, if you got like if you got that gig speed, you can use a program, uh, a, a, a website called Restream, which yeah. you can use a program like OBS, which is pretty much a a a a a cheaper version, a free version of the program I'm using. You can yeah. take that stream, go take it to Restream, and based on your internet, Restream will rebroadcast out to Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, wherever. Right. Or right, if right. you don't want to do any of that, like if you don't want to do this live switching and like all this fun stuff that I do, yeah, um, I could I could hop in your Zoom call, and I could live switch and live produce it for you. That is something I do. I'm not gonna lie though; it's very expensive because it takes up all my time. All right. Yeah. Like that, yeah, that's no. that's a premium thing that I do offer, but only to people who are like businesses. I would offer that more to a business as opposed to you who are yeah. an individual. But if you yeah. want to do it, I could do it. Yeah, no, we'll definitely we'll 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 talk on all that. Yeah, no. Have you ever seen Mike Iaconelli's uh, podcast? No. 
Oh, check it out. Uh, he's a professional fisherman. He's from Jersey. Oh, okay. Uh, huge fan of his and uh, him and Brian the Carpenter. Uh, definitely, I don't know how much of a fisher fisherman you are, but you don't I have fished, to. Do I, I fished as a kid off the jockey on uh, in Cape Cod with my dad and my brother, so I know how to Heck fish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and they, they talk about a lot of, like, craft beer and, yeah. you know. Your, it's a man's, just, it's a man's fishing yeah. podcast, of course. Yeah, just being a man. Sounds yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, they talk baseball. They talk all kinds of stuff, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I, fuck, I've enjoyed it. Hell, I was uh, I was thrilled. I, I was uh, at the car lot, actually, with my mom, and I was like, oh, shoot, it's 5 o'clock. And, you know, it's about 5 o'clock. I got to go. I gotta go, 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 go. She wasn't taking me very serious, but like, no, I'm on a podcast. Right. Like, I'm not messing this up. <laughs> I mean, it's fun, right? As long as you have fun with it. Um, yeah. Like, especially if it's someone like you who wants to talk to about a, about a bunch of different things. Um, this brand new thing I started this year. I'm sure everyone's seen my LinkedIn posts, my posts in general is podcast playlists. So, like, yeah. for example, um, your podcast. Let me actually pull up my playlist so I don't forget my actual how many I have. Um, this particular podcast will go on the full shows feed, which is an RSS yeah. feed that goes on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, iTunes, all of them, which is just my full episodes, so a full one hour plus interviews. It's also going to go on the entrepreneur feed, which is the full show and the, all the clips I'm going to cut. Um, yeah. This particular clip is going to go on the podcast feed because it's a certain amount of clips. It's going to go on the all, which is just everything I produce all in one place. It's also going to go, um, part of it's going to go on the money feed. We talked about crypto and c- cryptocurrency. Yeah, for um, sure. It's going to go on the clips feed because all the clips I cut, they all go there. It's also going to go on a sports feed because we talked a little bit about baseball. So this Heck one yeah. podcast is going to go on seven different podcast feeds that broad- we broadcast to all the podcast platforms. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be out the waters, blown out. Yeah. Like, oh, it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere seven times. That's awesome. That's so, awesome. For someone like you, I would just say, I'd be like, listen, after six months, whoever you use for distribution, like if you need me to distribute your podcast too, you know, I do handle distribution. Um, yeah. Our app is in development. Actually, our app is pretty much finished. We're in a stage where we're looking for investors. Um, yeah. So it, what's going to happen is I take that one audio file, like the full show, and I'll be able to upload it to three of the feeds at the same time. Which is uh, let's talk more about that after the show. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Any other platform, you can't do that. I don't know. I don't know any other platform where you can do that. But in my app, in its most basic form of just a line of code, we can do that. So interesting. Yeah, no, I'm sitting here, my mind's twirling. Yeah, and you think of the the, like the, the Google analytics, the Google data, like the Google search. Like if you go into Spotify right now and type in "talking with Tarashuk." You're gonna see my LinkedIn banner. That's I put my LinkedIn banner as my search results for Spotify for a reason. Yeah, because that's what comes that's, up. Yeah, and it comes up. It's the top ten results are mine, which that's that's good. So that's that's yeah. good for SEO, right? That's yeah, good for yeah, that, that's that, yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, this your podcast will take off. You're a great person to talk to. I and like so, dude. I have been doing this shit for so long. <laughs> well, I I can tell you that uh, you. I mean. You said you know what you're talking about. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that you won't be very successful with this podcast. And I hope, I hope I am. I hope I'm where you're at. Well, with you're, you're very easy to talk to. I will say, I was, I was a little concerned about myself because I got so busy. I didn't necessarily do as much research as I wanted to on you. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. no, I trust myself. I'll be fine. And I was right. 
I trust myself, and this podcast was totally fine. You know, you're very down to earth, easy to talk to, you're knowledgeable about a lot of things. You know, not we're not experts in anything. You know, like we talk about crypto, but we didn't give any financial advice because we're not financial advisors. That's right. But that's fine. You know, at the end of the day, a podcast can be two dudes talking shit, and that's what this was. That's right. That is right. Yeah, I don't want to say too much, but yeah, no, that's exactly right. We uh, we could we could uh, this could be a to be continued. Yeah. So my, my policy is once a quarter. So it is January. I'll see you in April. See you in April then. All right, Austin. Um, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Anything you want to plug, share your social, your company, your website, your weed, anything you want to promote right now, the floor is yours. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Austin Rains, A-U-S-T-I-N, Rains, R-A-I-N-E-S. Check out creatorsfashion.com. Check out Dr. Green Thumbs, and that's D-R, Dr. So D-R-G-R-E-E-N-T-H-U-M-B-Z, the Z, emphasize the Z.com. But uh, other than that, yeah, no, it it was a blast. I love being on here and just... Get at me on my socials. You want to go duck hunting? Anybody wants to go duck hunting, fishing? Let's go. We're I'm right here centrally located, and uh, I can be anywhere. Would love to travel to anyone. And, uh, yeah, it's easy. It's easy for me to do that. I can get up and go without uh, hesitation. So. Oh, that's right. You were the one who was willing to fly up to New Jersey and do it in person. Right? Where is that? Was that you? Yeah. Right. What was so, it again? You know what? What did you say? Next time, if you're in Jersey, next time you're in Jersey, we can we can do it in person. We can yeah. go, we can go to the studio. We can do it in person. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been a Talk with Tarish podcast. My name is Will Tarish. It's Tears and Thomas A R A S H U K. If you want to be like Austin and be a guest on this podcast, reach out to me at will at apspodcast.com. It's apspodcast.com. To find out more. Austin, this podcast, as all my podcasts for my guests, is a service to you. You you are going to get all of the clips I cut from this podcast, social copy. So if you want to put feelers out to people, be like, hey, this is what I'm like on a podcast. Check out mine coming soon. You're going to be able to do all that once I give you all the clips and stuff I cut probably in the next week or so. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. My name is Will Tarish. To be a guest, again, email me, willapspodcast.com. I'll be back next week talking to another person. Reach out to me on TikTok, my first TikTok follower coming onto the podcast. So thank you for everyone who follows our TikTok at Talk with Tarashuk. Well, all these clips and the shorts from this podcast will be posted. We'll see you then with our next guest. But until then, y'all take care.